0: Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance programs, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. COSO's Objective and Principles, Information and Communication. In the framework volume, COSO said, information is necessary for an entity to carry out internal control responsibilities to support the achievement of its objectives. Management obtains or generates and uses relevant and quality information from both external and internal sources to support the functioning of other components of the internal control regime. Communications is a continual, iterative process providing, sharing, and obtaining information for the compliance program and the company. Internal communications is how information is disseminated throughout an organization, flowing up, down, and across the entity. It enables personnel to receive a clear message from senior management that control responsibilities must be taken seriously. External communication is twofold. It enables inbound communication of relevant external information and provides information to external parties in response to requirements and expectations. However, as with other components of the COSO cube, the objective of information and communication is not to be taken in a vacuum. Indeed, one of the more interesting aspects of the objective is that it runs not only vertically but horizontally. This objective is not a one-way street. Information needs to be generated at the operating level and communicated up and across the organization to enhance decision-making. This means that while it may be the responsibility of more senior managers to have the requirement to develop, create, and implement policies and procedures, they have to be communicated downward in the organization, and there should be feedback up, the organization regarding this process. Finally, information and communication must be fully integrated with other components of the framework, especially those of monitoring and risk assessment. So what are the three principles of information and communication? Principle 13 is use of relevant and quality information. The framework volume makes clear that this principle relates to relevant information and not simply reams and reams of data for data's sake. This principle requires relevant, timely, and quality information, which needs to be assessed by management and others to help identify several areas within an organization. For the CCO or compliance practitioner, this means you need to identify the relevant data, which can include both internally and with internal and external data. The hard part is to move that data to actionable information. You need to consider what characteristics of the information are and whether or not such information is being used correctly and timely. The framework volume goes on to detail several categories of both internal and external information, which can be a good starting point to use as sources from which management can generate more useful, relevant internal controls. Principle 14, communications internally. This principle brings the up-and-down and, indeed, horizontal action required for information and communication, this objective. It allows, or rather, it relates to how information is communicated internally, but also it is equally important that such information be communicated to those with responsibilities over the operation and compliance objectives, as well as reporting objectives. Finally, entities should assess whether there are any gaps in the communication process. Under this principle, you will need to determine several things from the compliance perspective. Does the board communicate in a downward mechanism that gets its relevant instructions to the CCO or compliance function? Does the CCO or compliance function communicate upwards with the board? Note this principle clearly reinforces an access component for the compliance function, but it also specifies the horizontal communication that I referred to above to ascertain that policies and procedures are effectively spread throughout an organization. Principle 15, communicate externally. This principle requires that a company communicate with relevant external parties. This is an excellent, uh, uh, an excellent example for a CCO is when they have the need to uh, communicate with third parties about relevant codes of conduct or other similar documents which might apply to them. The example of information about a hotline that could be provided to a third party to report any compliance-related issues. But more than a company sharing the relevant compliance information with the contracted third parties, whether they be on the sales side of the supply chain, this principle recognizes that outside parties can provide information to management on the effectiveness of internal controls and regulatory communication. Obviously, there must be communications up and down from the board, but also within an organization for dissemination of the appropriate compliance-related information. For This principle, the CCO or compliance practitioner, should evaluate the communication lines to third parties. This communications can flow both ways, as noted, and compliance obligations to third parties, but also in the form of compliance issues back from third parties to the company. Information and communication requires a wide range of information to go up and down the corporate chain. People who understand the objective risk, and control of information flows necessary for accounting transactions and the preparation of financial statements are both critical on the side of management and the external auditor. This may require additional reliance on those with technical skills far greater than management can bring to bear. Organizations may want to consider creating an inventory of information requirements, both from internal and external sources, maintaining written data flow processes, implementing robust controls over spreadsheets, maintaining sound data repositories, and instituting a data governance program. A data governance program will go a long way towards establishing and communicating the necessary pillars, including both roles and responsibilities. Fortunately for the CCO or compliance professional, there is no single recipe for success, so you can bring a wide range of talents, skills, and imagination to bear on this objective. The first key insight into this objective turns on the use of relevant and quality information. You should obtain required information both internally and externally. Regarding revenue recognition, it could be about performance obligations, and you'd have to take a look at business practices. You need to get uh, information about the ability of the customer to perform. You need to gather all that information along uh, with information on the cost to acquire the contracts and judgments being made about the appropriate period of time to recognize revenue. Regarding internal communications, how do you establish communications with your sales organization, your legal department? How do you establish information on your post-sale organization? What about auditors or internal auditors? What about the board? What about the audit committee of the board? Finally, external communications. In the compliance realm, your external communications fall towards your third parties because that is your greatest risk of bribery and corruption. Your third parties are either on uh, coming through the sales side of your organization in the form of agents, distributors, resellers, or on the supply chain side for those who are living delivering a product yet as part of the supply chain. Uh, they are covered within this. So they are helping you create a product and selling it going forward. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, this objective is about the use of relevant and quality information. It's quality information, so you have to figure out a way to get it up to the appropriate decision makers. Two, you need to document your internal communication so auditors can review the audit trail. And number three, this is the only control which talks about inter- external parties. So here you'll need to have evidence that you have an appropriate communications level to your third parties. This is Tom Fox. I hope you have enjoyed day 18 of One Month to More Effective Internal Controls, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day 19. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of One Month to Better Internal Controls. If you've listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate this podcast as it would help in our rankings. The word out about the only one-month podcast series which enables you to design, implement, and enhance a better compliance program. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to contact me at tfox at Tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you will join us again tomorrow. Once again, thanks to our sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, for sponsoring this month's series. This production of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. I hope you will join me again tomorrow.